Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. The Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America on IMSA Radio. Good morning, everybody, and welcome along to the first races of a brand new season of the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America. It's John Heindorf and Jeremy Shaw in our global broadcast centre, and we've got live pictures on the World Feed TV. No need for a subscription. It's always all free at imza.tv and at the live video tab at imzaradio.com. We're right in the centre of Florida at the historic Sebring International Raceway, home of endurance racing and indeed Grand Prix racing in the USA. 17 corners, just over three miles around And if these concrete blocks could talk, my goodness me, a very, very moving rededication ceremony of Hendricks Field, named after a Floridian aviator who was tragically killed uh, in the UK, having just arrived to train B-17C RAF pilots at Polbrook Airfield uh, in World War II. Lieutenant Hendricks uh, gave his life, and it is for him that this place is named and that rededication ceremony near the flagpole last night uh, was absolutely superb and thank you to everyone who turned up for that every race of this 16 race season will be live and free with streaming world feed video whether you're here in the US or further afield big crowd on hand for the 71st annual Mobile One 12 hours of Sebring and this is what kicks off this tumultuous Thursday of non-stop action of over 12 hours. Let's give you the rundown of the starting grids. Alongside me, John Hindorf, here's Jeremy Shaw. Opening 40 cars for the opening round of the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America for this season. Starting in the 40th position for Goldcrest Motorsports Economist 72 is Philip Marchand. Alongside him, Christian Cole for McCann Racing in Calumet 27. Row 19 is Tom Balamis in number 19, Grady Willingham in Calumet 21. Row 18, James McCann, or Jimmy McCann Jr., to, to give him his... his the name by which he's better known, car number 83. Alongside him, another newcomer for teammate for McCann Racing is car number 63. That's Michael Merritt. Uh, another newcomer on the inside, on the outside, row 17, Jake Peterson for Reardon Racing, car number 85. Alongside Jeff Myshak for Goldcrest Motorsports in car number 29. Row 16, Bob Mueller for Goldcrest in car number 28. Alongside Connor Flynn in car number 95 for Irish Mike's Racing. Two MD Key Motorsports teammates on row 15 in the am class is mark kwami in column 43 and stefan rosinski from from canada in column 93 
Row 14, Matt Halcombe for Goldcrest Motorsports, the car number 55, alongside John Getz for Wright Motorsports, the car number 57. Row 13, Chris Belomo for MDK Motorsports, car number 68, alongside the veteran Jeff Mosing in car number 56 for Top Racing. Row 12 is the Am Pole Sitter. Really good run yesterday in qualifying for car number 10 for MDK Motorsports, has Scott Noble making his debut in the Carrera Cup North America. Alongside him is last year's uh, Pro-Am champion, car number 99 for Kelly Moss. That's Alan Metney. Row 11 is two more Pro-Am contenders. Moise Uretsky for accelerating performance in car number 44. Alongside the Canadian Marco Cironi in car number 82, driving this year for ACI Motorsports. Uh, two pro contenders in row 10, Travis Wiley in car number 77 for top racing, alongside Sabra Cook making her debut for Kelly Moss in car number 37. Grant Torkey for ACI Motorsport in car number 81, and Thomas Merrill, the Trans Am 2 championship from last year, in car number 47 for Nola Sport, make up row 9. Ahead of him, on, them on the grid is the pro-am pole sitter, Efren Castro in car number 65 for Kelly Moss. Top 15, they're all pro contenders. We've got three classes of of driver in this race, but everybody running the new 992 uh, body shape Porsche. Car number 78 for top racing is Ryan Yardley from New Zealand in 15th position. Row 7, Elias de la Torre from uh, Key Largo, Florida in car number 4 for JDX Racing. Dan Clark in car number 64 for Nola Sport Rice Nichols. And then row 6 is Thomas Neveu for, for McElroy Racing, car number 24, and Michael McCarthy in car number 7 for Kelly Moss. Michael McCann will start in the 10th position in car number 8 for McCann Racing, alongside Sean Varwig for Kelly Moss in car number 2. Row 4 from the UK, Alex Sedgwick in car number 98 for JDX Racing, and Jimmy Libre from the Dominican Republic in car number 74 for MDK Motorsports. TJ Fisher, an excellent run to qualify 6th in car number 58 for the brand new team 762 Motorsports, alongside the right Motorsports entry in car number 13 is Varen Choksi. Row 2 on the grid from Australia for McElroy Racing, newcomer to the series this season, but very successful down under. Car number 17 is Tom Sargent. And from the UK in car number 9, the JDX Racing is Will Martin. The front row of the grid, MDK Motorsports, Jason Hart in car number 20. And the pole position is car number 53 for Kelly Moss. That's Riley Dickinson. The start of a brand new IMSA Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup season that will see two Formula One support races. Weekends in the 16 races, but for now it's the historic tarmac and concrete of Sebring International Raceway, all live and free across the world and the US. And a great start for Riley Dickinson, who's converted pole position immediately through turns three and four. What a brilliant sight and sound to have these 40 flat six four-litre, normally aspirated Porsche engines. If you're trackside, this is your alarm call. And what a way to get woken up on a Thursday. Brilliant start from Riley Dickinson. His qualifying session was not just quick, but perfectly strategized as well yesterday, Jeremy. He absolutely is putting down a mark, and not just for this weekend, but for the whole season. Using his experience to full effect here, he, along with the uh, with uh, Efren Castro and John Getz, the only three drivers who competed in all 32 Carrera Cup races North America since its inception at the beginning of 21. Riley Dickinson, he's got a lot of experience, therefore he's finished in the top four in a championship both years, 
He's been on the podium here at Sebring before, and he is now out in the lead, driving absolutely beautifully and on the crest of a wave in terms of his confidence, John. Three different classes here. The cars are identical. It all goes on age, and the youngest drivers are all pro. The mid-section, if you will, are the pro-arm, and the older drivers are the arm. You've got no choice if you're young to be in pro, but there is some wiggle room between the arms and the pro-arms. Some of the older gentlemen are actually racing in the pro-arm category, Jeremy. Yeah, including Scott Noble had a great run in yesterday to start on the front row of the grid in car number uh, 20 for the MDK Motorsports. He's 47 years of age. You combine the age of the top three isn't much more than his age, which is pretty remarkable. It's, uh, Jason, he, you know, he's, a, he's a long-time pro, uh, and he's, he wants to run with the top boys. He's not interested in just going for class honours. He wants to win, and hats off to him. It's wonderful he's got this opportunity... He's driving alongside Scott Noble, who is the AM pole sitter in this race. Those two won a championship last year together. This year, they're both driving separately before this, for a, this new team for them, MDK Motorsports. Down the inside, the bright green and yellow number 64 car making up the position for speedy Dan Clark. Yes, former champ car driver Dan Clark tipped his toes in the water in the... The Carrera Cup Challenge uh, it's uh, at Indianapolis on the road course last year at the Porsche Sports Car Together Festival liked it so much he went away and started thinking about coming back to pro racing he's been doing what he described as hobby racing for the past few years Jeremy he's lost none of his skill or indeed his passion or hunger for the sport no but he, I spoke to him last night he's known now call him dad Dan not speedy dad that, that was in the past the speedy dad bit when he was all reckless and just going for it all the time now he's a lot more sensible he's got a five month old daughter uh, and uh, he's, he's loving life and particularly his opportunity to come back to top level racing oh Whoops. bad day when parts of your cars are doing different lap times and there's an errant wheel and Michelin tyre from the number 63 it's the right front that's gone missing now this may bring out our deluxe safety car onto the circuit now was that an Michael it, Merritt it is Michael Merritt ah, that hasn't been racing. fastened on I can see yeah. that the centre lug nut was missing down at turn 7 as he accelerates away on the old part of the circuit that used to go all the way to the fence before it was closed down now the wheel was making its bid for freedom onto the inside. Has it come back onto the track? Well, it has. Now, the question is, can we get to that without having to neutralise the whole track? You'd say it wasn't online, but that's a heavy piece of car. As through goes Riley Dickinson, 2041. We were down in the 202s yesterday in qualifying. Second place for Will Martin in the number nine JTX Racing, McElray Racing, Tom Sargent. Australian team run by a New Zealander with an Australian driver, and they're making a splash. Tom Sargent was quickest in a couple of the test sessions here last week. Jason Hart having a fantastic run for MDK Road Motorsports this past couple of days in the number 20 and third. 762 Motorsports, TJ Fisher in fifth position. Local Yellows dealing with that at the moment, and I think that's all right 
from looking at the lines of the cars going through turn number seven in Proam, Efren Castro is in a 14th position he's made up some positions from his starting grid Moise Aretsky down in 21st in second so a lot of pro cars between the Kelly Moss number 65 and leading Proam and the second place 44 as into the pits comes the Merit Porsche in and by the way Scott Noble who put in a brilliant qualifying yesterday for MDK Motorsports is leading in 24 place ahead of Mark Vuami his uh, team leader and owner effectively yeah. and in third John Getz who's having a good week as well for Wright Motorsports yeah so Kwame got past Getz on that opening lap and I spoke to Mike, Mark last night he would be being quickest of the AMs in practice but in qualifying he just didn't get a clear lap in he had, he's on three really good laps and each time he found slower traffic in turn 17 so didn't get the lap together woulda coulda shoulda didn't but he's already made up one position in this race now out of line at the back at the starting grid you have to stay in line and the green number 20 that's Jason Hart looks like he might be getting a penalty for that no, check that 28 28 not the 20 I misread the timing screen my fault so that's Bob Muller for Goldcrest Motorsport he lined up on the wrong side of the grid and that's going to get him a penalty. Yeah, and for this season, there's a new uh, penalty that uh, is on the on the docket for for the race director, which is uh, Randy Buckets, the race director for the uh, Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America. And generally speaking, the, the, the race director in the past has had kind of one option: it's it's no 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 action or a drive-through penalty. Now, the race director has the option of a 10-second penalty which will be added to the race time at the end of the race. Uh, so if that uh, is under investigation, we should get a notification soon as to whether or not there has been a call on that and what the penalty might be. So we have had an incident down at Turn 7 and that should not have happened because there are yellow flags down there and debris flags actually and that was a big clonk on the back of the from the 88 to the 93 and that is going to get a penalty I would think that was just clumsy driving right at the apex they're both going to pull away but there's damage on Radnowski's uh, uh, 93 car the blue and black car and He's going to be a bit aggrieved, I think, at the incident there. That'll be looked at, I'm sure. Now, maybe that's going to be one of those 10-second penalties that Jeremy was just talking about. It's the 85 who made the contact, race control. So, Jake Pedersen. Yeah, Jake Pedersen, who's a... Uh He's a, a budding musician, is Jake. He's from. He's 22 years of age. He's from Uram, Utah. Done very little racing uh, prior to this weekend. He, he attends the the Berkeley College of Music in Boston, Massachusetts, and he wants to put together bands and be a musician himself. And really ambitious young man. But uh, uh, he's he's in in here at the deep end. Done a bit of club racing, but not much more than that. Uh, and he's finding out the hard way how difficult this sport can be. He also, by the way, says, "I love dogs." 
It's like one of those teen magazine surveys, isn't yeah, it, from back in the right. 70s and 80s. Dogs or cats? <laughs> boxes or Braves? Riley Dickinson out in front by 1.1 seconds from JDX Racing's Will Martin in second, McElroy Racing in third, another second and a half back. So the front of the field just stretching out a little bit with half an hour still to go. 40 minutes these races this weekend. Notice the different colours on the timing screen as well. Pro is the orange colours. Am is the yellow number surrounds and green is the pro-am number surrounds on the timing screen so that you can identify them also big numbers on the windscreens although not on the doors anymore I've noticed that is one thing not sure how the trackside marshals feel about that numbers front and rear are Lapsed very very prominent too. indeed Hmm? Lap scorers too. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Tend not to see the fronts no. of the cars or the backs of the cars. No. You're looking at the side. I thought somebody had left one off the other day, and then I realised nobody had one on. Through goes Riley Dickinson. It's another fastest lap. Two minutes, 3.092. Drive through for... No, excuse me. That's the 63 coming back out again. So that's Michael Merritt after that elusive front right wheel and tyre. Went a walkabout. Meantime, Mark Varmi's carving his way through to Scott Noble. Now just has Jeff Mosing between them. That's the number 10, the number 56, and the number 43. Sitting in 24th, 25th and 26th position. The last two laps of the race, Riley Dickinson extended his lead just a little bit over Will Martin. It's not, still not quite a second, but each of the last two laps, Riley Dickinson has gone incrementally faster. Michael McCann under pressure from Alex Sedgwick. As the two red, white and black cars come down to turn 10, turn right-handed through the S's. Number eight is Michael McCann for McCann Racing in the similar colours. JDX Racing, Alex Sedgwick over from the UK. Sedgwick right there with him now as they go through Tower Turn and he's pulling Thomas Nevert from McElray Racing, the number 24, along with him. Another driver from north of the border. Sedgwick, another one of the drivers who came across to the Sports Car Together Fest uh, last year at Indianapolis. And he's... Uh, running with that uh, that team but also um, putting together their own efforts and uh, Alex had a long chat with him on Thursday on uh, Tuesday excuse me I forgot what date was there and he's really excited about this championship season yeah but yeah, the funny thing is I mean, he's 24 years of age but he was pretty much retired he thought as a race driver when he came over here last season and he, he put together he put together that uh, that scholarship partnership there along with PT Autosport and uh, it's this you know, he's more interested or at least was more interested in developing helping to develop young drivers but now of course he's got this opportunity and he's going round the outside at turn one that is not an easy manoeuvre he's got side by side with the number eight of Michael McCann and a big big grassy moment for Thomas Merrill for Nola Sport behind that battle which is now the three car battle for 
11th, 12th and 13th. I think Sedgwick has completed that. He has as they come under the Corvette Bridge through the sweeping turn six down towards turn seven. Didn't even feel the need to defend at uh, turn number seven. In fact, he was trying to make another manoeuvre because they've caught up now with Sean Varwick in the Kelly Moss number two. The sort of camouflage, urban camouflage car. Big throw down the inside from Sedgwick at 10. Doesn't get there and does manage to haul the car up on the ABS, which these cars do have. Unlike many Carrera Cup around the world, the option box for this championship has been ticked. The reasoning behind that is that Porsche Motorsport North America's belief is that drivers who come out of Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup and a career path will be stepping into GT4 or GT3 machinery, which has racing ABS on it. Into the pit lane there, Jeremy. It's car number 85, Jake Peterson, for that uh, incident responsibility uh, following an incident at Turn 7 with, uh, with uh, Stefan Rezinski. So uh, Jake is serving his drive-through penalty. That will drop him uh, farther to the back of the field. Cool-looking car there. Uh, he's got two cars actually under that awning, and they both have... Sort of tribute liveries, one of them to, to Jimi Hendrix and the other to Jimmy Page, uh, which is interesting. interesting. He's, he's a buddy musician himself. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, a guitar man. Exactly yeah. right. Coming down to five minutes away from half, five minutes away from half, five minutes away from half, five minutes away from half. It's Porsche Carrera Cup for 2023. Round one of 16 for the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America season. And good to have your company, whether you're here trackside or tuning in around the world on IMSA Radio, IMSA TV, on the new Porsche Carrera Cup North America website. Now, big, big bumps and turn 17 as ever. And we'll be seeing a lot of cars where their Michelin tyres are scrabbling for grip through turn 17. Huge bump on the apex there. The drivers swear that it moves a little bit every session, never mind every time they come back here. I'm not sure that's quite the case, but what a personality, what an atmosphere, what history at this circuit. Venue for the first United States Grand Prix in 1959. Stars itself as the home of... US endurance racing as well great history down through the years, so Jack Brabham pushing his car across the line to win a championship right in front of our global broadcast booth here, steeped in history as we're now working the 7th lap, check that the 8th lap, 7 laps completed and Riley Dickinson has established a 2 and a half second lead at the front of the field and he's managing that at the moment very close to his best lap again last time around. We saw in qualifying, even in just seven, eight or nine laps, Jeremy, how consistent Riley can be yeah. at full pace. He's clearly managing things at the moment, and he's at the moment, it, it, it's like it's metronomic. Yeah, it is. The last four laps uh, were within one tenth of a second. This one, uh, yeah, exa- oh, fraction over a tenth of a second. So that's five laps uh, between uh, two minutes, 3.08 and two minutes 3.21 so just over a tenth of a second really nice consistency there from Ryan Dickinson all of a sudden now that gap over the second place car of Will Martin that's stretching out uh, by uh, half a second on each of the last two laps 
Uh, Tom Sargent uh, running in third position then from Australia in car number 17 for McElroy Racing. He's maintaining pace actually a little bit quicker than Will Martin on that last lap. And Jason Hart, the veteran, doing a nice job there in the fourth position as well in car number 20 for MDK Motorsports. Then uh, TJ Fisher in that 782 Motorsports Porsche in car number uh, 58. That's a great story. Uh, that number 58 car. Uh, Dave Smith is the, uh, the, the one of the t- team principals there at uh, at that team, and I asked him yet last night, you know, what what's the reasoning behind the name there? So, well, it, we bought a Porsche last season, uh, and uh, the the last three numbers of the VIN uh, on that were, were 782, and he said, well, uh, yeah, rather than messing around with sort of convoluted names for a, for a team, let's just go with that. Brilliant, love it. I've heard a lot of stories about team names over the over the over the years, but that's the first. I like that. I like that one a lot. Doing a nice job too uh, for that team's debut at this at this level. Running in fifth position is T.J. Fisher. He's got Jimmy Libre, who's very highly rated from the Dominican Republic, yes. right behind him. Becoming number seventy-four. I'm not sure how many series can boast uh, two drivers from the Dominican Republic, but we have it here yeah. in Porsche Deluxe Calera Cup for 2023. I mentioned the calendar: eight venues, two rounds at each venue, two here at Sebring and Imza still the absolute stock in trade and the sanctioning body for Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup for 2023 but Porsche Motorsports North America spreading their wings on the IMSA and IndyCar schedule at Long Beach again we're taking in the NASCAR Infinity weekend at Road America as well as Miami F1 Grand Prix and also the Formula One World Championship event at Cota. That, in fact, will be the season finale for the 2023 season. And also, in Porsche terms, with 75 years of Porsche and the 60th birthday of the 911, it seems absolutely perfect sense for this championship to be going to Rennsport at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca for two rounds as well. So a varied calendar in terms of what we'll be sharing with Porsche Carrera Cup North America this year. Spoken to the teams and the prospect of being on two Formula One supports, like the Mobile One Porsche Super Cup does, of course, over in Europe, another selected F1 event. So absolutely historically correct. So this cracking battle going on now. Yeah. Coming out of tower turn. For fifth position. Yeah, fifth on down. Mm. That's Anything goes awry here and there could be big changes of position with TJ Fisher under pressure from Jimmy Lieber. Then Michael McCarthy is the number seven car that is the white car with the green over the top of it and the sort of bright purple around the front splitter that's the teammate car to the leader Riley Dickinson then Daddy Dan Clark as if you've told us we've got to (laughs) call him now that's not going to stick that one sorry then Voronchowski for Wright Motorsports in the 13 the top 10 made up with another Kelly Moss racing car so three Kelly Moss cars in the top 10 two MDKs Sean Varwick then just holding on to that 10th position. 
Yeah, and so they just completed 10 laps. On the ninth lap, Riley Dickens set a new fastest lap of the race at a 2 minutes uh, 3.031. That's just, well, a Nats whisker outside the lap record that was set uh, a couple of years ago by, uh, by Seb Prio on his way to the championship that first season of the uh, Carrera Cup North America. But uh, yesterday in qualifying, we saw the lap records decimated, but this super battle going on here for, for fifth, sixth, seventh and eighth there. And you talked about how quickly things can change. Well, Sean Varwig in kind of a 13, he was running in sixth, and then one, one slight slip but when uh, Michael McCarthy was able to find a way past him. That cost John Varwig three positions, so he's now down in tenth, but very much in that mix still. Big down the inside manoeuvre and a sideways slide. It's turn 10 in that battle we were watching a little bit earlier on. And Jimmy Libre yeah. is side by side with TJ and he goes through. That was very nice. It wasn't easy and TJ didn't give it up. He, he continued to fight. That was great racing. Yeah. Really respectful. Aggressive move from Jimmy. Yes, it was defended by TJ, certainly. But no paint was rubbed there, even with the cars sliding around. And the green and white car of Dan Clark sitting in behind, green, white and yellow. It looks like he's had the highlighter pens out on that one, even on the wheels as well. I do like coloured wheels to match your, your livery. Dan yeah, where, going to the right-hand side. Kurt, we missed you, Kurt Fazeke. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> he was the one who started that. And Dan defending to the inside at turn 17 from Sean Varwick Sean got alongside but couldn't go the long way around right out to the blue and white banded tyres at the exit of turn 17 across the line quicker than I could read them off just a head there is a lapped runner so that is going to be danger time for this group as they come up to the 85 of Jake Pedersen remember he's been in and out the pits that incident at turn seven that we talked about earlier on that had uh, Travis Wiley and Sabra Cook will be investigated after the race. They're still running in 17th and 18th in the pro category. Sabra, the inaugural recipient of the scholarship from Kelly Moss for female racing drivers there are initiatives from Porsche as well as another spinner and that's the white PW machine for Martin in that number 72 car he has uh, gone around hopefully he knows where reverse is had a mixed run yesterday for Philip Martien in the gold crest car and there yeah, I see one of the things that I always do when I jump into a race car is re remind myself where reverse is because you never know when you're going to need it and one of the first times I drove a car I didn't know where it was and I ended up facing in the wrong direction not by my own hand I should say it was coming out of turn 16 lost the back end of that he lost the battle with the laws of physics there now coming down the Ullman straight the back straight again bit of drafting Ooh, yeah. going on here well and that's the lap car just ahead of them Another lap car, yeah. Here they come, down into turn 17. For so the moment, the hazard, the four-wheel flashes were on on that lap car from, uh, is that Tom Balamis? No. 
through they come Jake Peterson uh, Jake Peterson all right they didn't get him earlier on in the in the lap Look 85 <laughs> tremendous battling going on there and also by the way it's game on for second place because Tom Sargent he's slipping back at a rapid rate of knots now from Riley Dickinson has he has he used oh. too much of his mission in Tars early in this race because Tom Sargent now has got his mirrors full of Will Martin and Jason Hart and Matt Holcomb's had a spin in the mystery machine coloured car and again that looks to me like the far side of the track coming onto the back straight right next to the WEC pits it looked like he just clipped the wall with the back end of the number 7 Goldcrest motorsport machine now did he jump or was he pushed on the bumps turns in it is 16 now he's just lost it again just leaning on the Michelin's too hard oh it was a far more substantial contact than I thought and actually although it was the rear end the front splitter has come off the little rubber part underneath the nose and that's going to cause him problems and there was a bit of bumping and boring coming out of 17 as well oh. De La Torre off as well and that's at the turn 7 hairpin oh, uh, has he got, had a bit of a uh, who was leading pro-am the pro-am class by a couple of seconds over Moise Uretsky in the car that you cannot miss that's the pink car who, who is uh, who, who I think is that Castro who's just behind him now well it could Ale be Alex de la Toro dived down the inside he was never going to get that stopped uh, and the young, there the was youngest contact. driver in the field yeah he's uh, hopefully hasn't damaged the car that he ran alongside up the inside the right well, hand side and that was the pro-am leader yes correct Efren Castro what a season for Efren last year. So change for second place now. We've got uh, uh, Tom Sargent from Australia now ahead of Will Martin. And uh, Jason Hart is right with, uh, with that little, little battle as well. But in the meantime, uh, Ryan Dickinson is checking out at the front of the field. He's now six and a half seconds clear in the lead in car number 53. That uh, Kelly Moss car with the Children's Hospital of... Uh, Alabama and Porsche of Austin on the uh, colours of that car. Jimmy Libra still holding on to fifth position. Dan Clark now right in behind him. Then TJ Fisher. He had fifth. He slipped down to seventh. This is the battle coming down towards the Mobile One crossover bridge. Dan Clark goes to the outside at turn seven. He'll do the cutback here, the old over and under. Try and get the throttle on early as he squares the corner off through eight and nine they are flat he'll try to go up the inside at turn 10 behind them the side-by-side -side action again as Sean Varwig as Alex Sedgwick coming through the man from Southam in Warwickshire trying to get down the inside and makes it that's clean as you like nicely done from Alex in the JDX racing he's inside the top 10 now meantime Dan Clark weaves right weaves left coming to tower turn trying to get a little bit of crossover to, to move up into that fifth position. Big gap between Jimmy Libra. Eight seconds between him and fourth place Jason Hart. He's only half a second behind third place Will Martin. 
who's a second behind Tom Sargent in second, who's six and a half seconds behind the leader, Riley Dickinson. And we're inside the last dozen minutes. Yeah, super racing going on here, particularly this, this battle for uh, for fifth on back. It's absolutely tremendous. And they've been uh, changing positions regularly amongst that little group there. But in the meantime, Riley Dickinson checking out again, uh, lapping again consistency now. Uh, two minutes, 3.3 last time around. Everybody else is in the fours. So Jeremy Shaw and John Hindorf with 10, call it 11 minutes to go. IMSA Radio, IMSA TV, seamlessly together, live, unblocked, uninterrupted coverage, and it's all free once again this season. No need for a subscription, no need for a sign-up, we don't need your details. You just come in, log on, and enjoy. Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup. 2023 a long established single manufacturer championship which is a global formula and that's why we have 40 cars here full field for the full season there were more than that wanted to be here but the championship has had to limit the entries to 40 because that is the most they can have at the track with the smallest amount of space in room in the pits for them as Dan Clark tries the outside yeah. move at turn 10 that's outstanding yeah. stuff showing that he's lost nothing in his time away from pro racing yeah. Dan Clark set that one up brilliantly and Jimmy Libra did nothing wrong there defended held his line really really fair racing yeah. from Jimmy there because he didn't move in reaction to Dan Dan did him up like a kipper there. That was mint. Oh, there's Jeff Mosing got a problem as well. Has he lost the wheel as no, well? No, no, that's the wheel that was there okay, from yes before. It is. Well done. Yes, yeah. of course it is. That's right. <laughs> He's it's got well five wheels on line, his wagon. Jeff nearly found it. Yes. But yeah, that was a great move. Jimmy Libre was pretty defensive uh, going into turn 10, but that compromised his exit. And Dan Clark, he's been around this board a long, long time, as you suggest. And he said, OK, I know what to do in this situation. The over under there. And through goes Dan Clark now into uh, fifth position. Meanwhile, that incident we, we saw a little while ago with Delatore and the number 65 car referee Castro, I think Castro is struggling because he got back onto the posi- onto the track in second place in pro and behind Moise Uretsky, but he dropped back a lot on that last lap. Eight and three-quarter minutes to go. Dan Clark sprung like a cork from a bottle. How far up the road can he get? As we've got side-by-side action going into turn 10. Thomas Navone, Thomas Morrell, uh, Merrill side by side for McElroy Racing and Nola Sport and another car off the track and that's turn 16 again another spin now is that people just being a, a little bit over anxious on the throttle Michael McCann caught out this time in the number 8 McCann racing car And a spin at turn seven, and that's going to cause contact. And almost picking up the wheel there that was there before Sean Varwick. So Sedgwick had to dodge through that as well. Now, let's see who got the damage there for anybody. McCarthy's got through, even though he got a little bit of a tap. Three wide coming into seven. Surely was never going to work. Actually, I, I think the spinner wasn't the car that was hit, if I'm honest. 
Alex Sedgwick picking his way through there very yeah. nicely. Yeah, doing a nice job. I remember Alex Sedgwick's name from, from quite a few years ago. The, the Red Racing Drivers Club, which is, a, which is a, an organisation of it's, it's equivalent to the, the British Racing Drivers Club in the UK. It's made up of, uh, of many top-line racers from, from all age groups and all the way around the world. But they run a programme called Safe is Fast. Mm. Uh, skilled, assured, fit and empowered. And they, a lot of years ago, like seven or eight years ago, uh, was when the programme started out. And Alex Sedgwick won a helmet that was being that was donated to the cause and i remember that name uh, because i was involved in the in the selection process for that and he had to write an essay he was 14 years old wow. at the time uh, and he's now in his 20s so it's a very cool story good for alex sedgwick uh car 58 was the spinner at turn seven and that was TJ Fisher, and he's out from the top 10 down to 16th. I don't think he was tipped there. I, I, I'm not sure what was going on behind him. It was uh, uh, Sedgwick and Varwig and Michael McCarthy in close comfort, uh, uh, close uh, competition there. Our Pro-Am leader uh, is uh, the number 44, Moise Reski in the pink car. And going through turn one now, the very classy white and blue of Scott McNoble, who's five seconds ahead of Mark Kwame for MDK Motorsports. So the two MDK cars, the 10 and the 43, first and second in arm. John Getz sitting about another second further back. Yeah, and John Getz has actually set a slightly faster lap than the other two, uh, but um, uh, but he's not uh, not quite on terms. Well, he's on terms certainly with Mark Kwame. He's, only, he's right behind Mark Kwame. It's a super battle for second in that uh, Pro-Am class and both the, that, that is a new lap record by the way for the Am contenders the old record was Mark Kwame last year at a 206.2 and John Getz has done a 205.7 uh, in this race so a really good effort for him they're running in the 24th position overall and battling with last year's dominant Am champion Mark Kwame into the last five minutes in about nine seconds time and the battle behind Jimmy Libre continues. Alex Sedgwick now in another red, white and black car. And behind him, a couple of cars further back is uh, Sean Varwick. Michael McCarthy, Kelly Moss in there as well in the number seven. They're coming through the far side of the circuit now. 65 Efren Castro under pressure from Marco Cironi and that's the battle for second in the Pro-Am category Castro then holding on to the middle of the road down into 17 who catches the bumps better Alan Metney is right there as well so second, third and fourth Castro, Cironi and Metney in Pro-Am to Kelly Moss with the ACI the meat in the sandwich and that's your own it meantime round the outside that's a great another great maneuver 77 Travis Wiley and Sebra Cook having a battle that's TJ Fisher isn't it that's having the battle there the round the outside maneuver not quite working Fisher coming back from that spin town at this part of the circuit turn seven a couple of laps ago can't see any damage on the right rear of TJ's car, so he may just have been 
a little bit greedy trying to take the corner speed and another spin at turn number 16 a very classic silver Porsche that's GT Silver this is the number 83 Jimmy that's McCann gone around Jr. Jimmy McCann of Can Racing who's the, oh. who's the he's the uncle by the way of 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 uh, uh, Michael McCann yeah. where's Michael well, Michael had that spin and he? he's down in 29th position now he can't have eight but he had been running uh, in uh, just outside the top 10 waits till the corner workers tell him it was safe to move the cars are all supplied in that GT silver colour however very few of them stay in, in that shade yeah we've got all, all sorts of colour schemes out it's there great, it's fantastic it? so super battle for second position in the pro-am class so Moise Retsky uh, taking advantage of that spin for Efren Castro he's pulled away about five and a half seconds now but Castro has kept going again but I think there might be a little bit of damage to that car but he's struggling to hold off both Marco Cironi and last year's champion Alan Metney well, we haven't talked very much with two laps to go about our leader. And that's Kelly Moss Racing's Riley Dickinson. He is literally in a class of his own. 7.7 seconds at the line, his lead. This is a young man on a mission, Jeremy. Um, remind us how young he is, because yeah. every time you tell me this I have to shake my head because yeah. it seems like Riley's been around forever well, and that's because he has been racing a long time yeah he's been racing these Porsches for, for four years he's done three years of Carrera Cup he did a year of GT3 Cup before that and he's 20 yeah <laughs> fabulous drive though today really really impressive uh, by Riley he was masterful yesterday in qualifying just brought his tyres in absolutely perfectly laid down two really good laps in qualifying to ensure himself of the pole position not only for today but also for tomorrow which is uh, taken from the second either the second best lap in qualifying or the faster lap uh, in the race and most of the drivers are going to be setting their time from yesterday is that is, is that uh, tra uh, That's tra a tj fisher i think going yes slowly, it is isn't it? yeah tj oh, who damn. had that spin at turn seven earlier on may have been assisted he's gone straight on at turn seven that is has he got a right rear puncture there or is it something more sinister he's there is a, a way out of the circuit there he doesn't have to go into into the hotel at seven which is called seven hotel nowadays and yes nowadays maybe just stop in there and get a lot here before he goes back to the pit lane yeah, Final lap of the first round of the 2023 Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup oh, North America Cast Championship. Castro has fallen. Efren Castro has lost a lot of ground on that last lap. Didn't see what happened to car number 65. He was running second in Perm, now down to a distant fourth. And Marco Cironi up to second place in the cast, just ahead of Alan Metney. Scott Noble. Uh, still leading in arm with about a 2.8 second gap to his teammate Mark Varmi and John Getz another well John Getz is right there actually yeah. with Mark Varmi we'll check in yeah. with that but for the moment let's celebrate with Riley Dickinson he's got about two thirds of a lap to go so just over a couple of miles now checking back to that battle we were talking about underneath the Corvette drive over bridge The 81 of Grant Torquay, Ryan Yardley, Thomas Nevert, right in the scrap there, and more side-by-side -side action coming down to turn seven. Yeah, 
right behind Thomas Levert is Sabra Cook, who's doing a nice job there yeah. in her first uh, race at uh, anything like this, called it kind of level. As you say, the women, the, the, the first inaugural recipient of that uh, women, in, women in Racing Scholarship by Kelly Moss and other organisations. Deluxe plays a big part, a big role in that uh, in that um, initiative as well. And Sabre running in the 15th position overall. Yeah, she's had to avoid a few incidents in front of her. Point her. Yeah. So coming down into the final corner for the first round of the 2023 Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America here at Sebring. Riley Dickinson converts from pole position. He has not been challenged. And at the line, the gap yeah. is going to be something around eight seconds. Top points, pole, fastest lap, and the win. It's a perfect weekend. 7.9 seconds back to Tom Sargent in the debut for McElroy Racing and for himself in this championship. He'll be second step on the box. Will Martin for JDX completes the pro podium for this first race of two today now everybody pretty sensible today because the cars have got to come out later on I wonder if we'll see the same amount of care in race two, couple of incidents for the race control team to look at as well coming through for Pro-Am, Moisey in the number 44 will win it by a similar dominating margin, six seconds ahead of Marco Cironi. Accelerating performance, number 44, and Moisey wins it from ACI's Marco Cironi in second place in the 82. Five seconds at the line, and he was pushed all the way by Alan Metney for Kelly Moss. And in the arm category, that very lovely blue and white, classic colours. Looks great on the 992 Cup car. The number 10... Scott Noble, MDK Motorsports from his teammate. Yeah. 1.6 further back, MDK's Mark Varmi. He's the M and the K. And John gets again right on the tailpipes of Mark Varmi right to the end. So Noble Kwame and gets for the arm podium. Super battle between those between those three really covered by as you say less than two seconds between the three of them as they cross the uh, start finish line in twentieth, twenty first, and twenty second. Uh, and it'll be Mark Get, uh, John Getz who has the honour of the uh, a new a new lap record for the AM class going into tomorrow's race. A super run battle there. Uh, top three in Pro-Am then were Moisey Retsky, Marco Cironi and Alan Metney but overall boy that was all about Riley Dickinson and Kelly Moss and uh, it was Efren Castro who set the fastest lap in the Pro-Am category although he is one step off the podium finishing in fourth in his category suffice to say that Riley Dickinson has been picture perfect in this first round with Paul fastest lap and the race victory and was not bothered by anyone behind all of the action that went on behind he'll have to watch the highlights reel to find <laughs> out what happened behind him Jeremy yeah he will and uh, he also Efra uh, uh, Castro does have the consolation he had that incident earlier on with uh, uh, with uh, De La Torre but he does get a new lap record also in the Pro-Am class uh, at the front of the field Seb Prio still his record is still intact to a 2.999 was that record set back in 21 uh, Riley Dickinson's best lap in this race at 203.03 one so super close but Riley Dickinson did the job he needed to do and that's win the race comfortably well it was a race of two parts at the front of the field for the first round of the 2023 Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America Riley Dickinson clearing off and converting pole position quite impressively 
we had action and incident errant wheels trying to make their bid for freedom and a little bit of bumping and barging down at turn seven turn 16 the major action area with the bumps there catching a few people out but congratulations to riley dickinson moisey oretsky and scott noble our three class winners in round one This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.